Welcome to the Audit 15 Fun Podcast. My goal of this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, we have another exciting duel. This time, we're going to be talking about audit plans. And to talk about that topic, I have the honor to have as my guests Abbas Al-Lawati, Head of Internal Audit at OQ8, also known as that Omani Auditor, and Jasim Kawaja, Portfolio Head of Audit at United Arab Bank. Thank you both gentlemen for joining the podcast and for joining the duel. For the benefit of the audience here, I'll go really quick. Abbas is going to go first. He's going to have three minutes for his opening statement. Jasim is going to have three minutes for his opening statement. And then each will have three minutes for their responses. And then each will have two minutes for their closing remarks. With that said, I will start with Abbas on audit plans. Your time start now. Hey, folks. First of all, I would like to thank you all for inviting me here again during the year. And uh, as John Tabor has mentioned, uh, today we'll be discussing regarding the annual audit plan. Although the title says it's useless, I think I disagree a bit on that part. I'm in the position of that the annual audit plan is still relevant within the upcoming years at least. Let's start with basically to the IBPF standard number 2010 on the audit planning. To make the long story short, basically it says that the chief audit executive needs to meet the senior management and the audit committee, discuss with them regarding the operations of the organization, the strategy, the evolving works, uh, the changes that have taken place in processes. And after that, he does basically the risk assessment. And finally, he comes up product known as annual audit plan, which needs to be approved by the audit committee. Now, um, someone might say, yeah, but there are emerging risks during the year and this will not be practical. Things are changing. Plan will be basically outdated. But yet, uh, Basel and the BIS paper, um, they talk regarding internal audit at times. What are they saying over there? They are saying that annual audit plan can be revisited and updated every now and then. You can also conduct continuous risk assessment. You can apply the approach of three plus nine months or six plus six months, however it works with you. What are these concepts basically? You have three months fixed plan that you're going to conduct these reviews anyway. And you've got nine months in the backlog. Then within, after maybe within two months, you basically reassess your plan and then see whether you need to modify it or basically you're okay with going with it as it is. In the end, you need a port where your jets basically are landing and taking off from. So that's important. The annual audit plan, basically it includes assurance services, it includes consultation services, includes regulatory reviews. It includes the request of the audit committee and the management. 
So all these things need to be incorporated in the annual audit plan. And that's, I guess, as of today, is still the best platform. So that's my position and that's my view. Jasim, your response, we need that port to land on. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, Abbas. And uh, hello, everyone. It's it's a pleasure to have, uh, to be here. So Abad, uh, I pick it up from where, from what you have said or from where you have left. So my opening statement probably would have been something different if it was not your comments on, on the fluidity or, or, or the liquidity of the audit plan. Uh, so I think some of the things you have captured are very much relevant here. As, as internal auditors, we cannot go away with, with having an internal audit plan, but how how rigid the planning process or how rigidly we have to follow that or how religiously we have to follow that has to be seen because of, uh, again, the words you mentioned, right? So ever-changing risk in, uh, landscape. So especially after the COVID, so the pandemic we have all realized, having been in the, in the audit field for 15 plus years, I think uh, the most difficult years for auditors was uh, 2020, 2021. Because it was similar to other professions as well. Because we had to put a lot of things on the sideline to do what was, to, to prioritize doing what was more important at that point in time. And that has, to me, changed the way we look at audit or, or the audit profession is looked at, not only from within the internal audit community or fraternity, but from outside world as well. What is expected of internal audit? The expectations have changed even from uh, from the board audit committees and the chairmen and the CEOs because what we have as internal audit is the institutional knowledge of the risk. We probably are not the risk managers. We should not be the risk managers. But what we have by virtue of our profession uh, is an insight of what, what risks are and which direction they are moving. And if you are not doing that, we are probably not, uh, we are not doing justice to our job. Having said that, uh, coming back to the topic of uh, whether we need to have an internal audit plan, to me, we should have a plan, not an annual plan. It should be a, a, a rolling forward kind of a plan. Uh, you mentioned six plus six, three plus nine. That's, that's one approach we usually look at when we, uh, when we look at the audit plans. But Abbas, if you, and, and I'll ask a question, you could probably answer. If you were to look back, would you give a three plus nine or six plus six approach if you were to do this uh, kind of a, uh, argument probably three or four years back? My answer would be no. So yes, we need plans, but uh, we don't need annual audit plans. If what I would stick to. Well, okay. I think Justin has mentioned this uh, book. And it's good to consider and take it into thought. However, there is a challenging situation and it depends from country to country and region to region. Just imagine the regulator stepping in for an examination and the regulator asks you, where is your role audit plan? And you go like, well, guess what? We have changed our approach. And the regulator, definitely, I cannot estimate what's the actually be, but most probably it'll be like, what happened? And uh, do you think the regulator basically will upgrade the internal audit approach or, or it's a finding basically? 
So I'm not saying that we shouldn't go for a new approach, but it needs to be well coordinated with the regulator. You need to conduct meeting with the regulator and as well as the audit committee as well. So I see guys, there is a new approach here coming. Let's, for example, say if it's an agile audit plan or whatever it is. And then you need to take into consideration the comments and the concerns that the regulators and audit committee have. And that basically address it. And then you might need to come back to them with their concerns. So yeah, I'm with that within a couple of years, we can consider something new. But again, it needs to be well coordinated with the regulator to avoid the surprises over. And the other thing that I want to mention as well, which the annual audit plan has a fee, but it could be modified as well. I'm not sure how to go. But in terms of KPI, we get scored annually, basically. Our bonus gets paid annually. So our annual audit plan goes well with the KPI, unless there is a new approach for KPI. So that's my interference in relation to this point. Jason, the regulator comes knocking on the door. What's your response? I know I, I, I hear what Abbas was saying. What, what I could hear from Abbas is that, okay, not today, but what, what is expected of us is ultimately get into that space, right? Of not having a rigid audit plan. Uh, so that was, that was my reason for, for, uh, that's my, uh, and coming back to the point, uh, which I passed made on the regulators, see for regulators, like having dealt with, uh, a number of regulators across, uh, the globe and having seen how they, they operate, what usually they expect us is to give them an assurance of how well we are managing or how well we are on top of the risk within an organization. So here I wouldn't talk about only financial sector where Abbas and I come from, but it's, it's, it's a general, it's a general phenomenon as well. So if as an internal audit function, when I meet my regulators and again, like my meeting with regulators should not be subjective of just having it when they want to have, when they, when they want to meet me, it should be the other way around as well. So I could probably take an initiative to go to them and tell them, okay, these are the risks my organization has. And this is what my plan is to look into these, which, which I'm sure the regulators would appreciate because, uh, having a risk profile. So each organization would have a different risk profile. Each industry would have a risk, different risk profile. And within that industry as well, for example, if I speak about the banking industry here in the UAE, so UAE, there would be a macro environment, right? So there would be a macro risk environment. When you, when you split that into industries, for example, financial industry, oil and gas, manufacturing, trading, each one would have a different risk profile. When you further uh, narrow it down, within the financials, you will have banking risk profile, but is that the same risk profile for all the banks? So if regulator expects me to cover a uh, department uh, during a year, is it worth for me to do the same department during the year or for me, it will be different, right? So it, again, it all depends on how well we communicate with the auditor, uh, with the, with the regulator, sorry. And how are we able to convince them that see what we are doing is probably in the best interest of, uh, of the institution we are working with, the economy we are working in and, uh, the regulatory environment we are looking at. I'll just give you a brief example probably uh it's it's from the kyc so 
the KYC for me could not be an issue at this point in time, but it could probably be an issue when I see something going out of control for another institution. So this could only be if I keep myself flexible when it comes to uh, doing what kind of assignments I want to do. So yeah, regulatory is, is a concern, could be a concern, but we need to convince them. Abbas, your closing remarks? Well, I think the key takeaways is basically um, first of all, the annual audit plan can still be considered as a useful tool for the upcoming years. Yes, if we want to move from annual audit plan approach to a new approach, this needs to be done properly. After coordinating with the regulators, with the uh, board and with the senior management, and we can also here consider uh, having the method of data migration when you shift basically from an old system to a new system. You don't just basically plug it off and plug it on and then you're ready to go. No, the best approach is basically having both of them running at the same time. If things work out well with the new system, then you can pull out the old system. If things don't go well with the new system, so basically you can still rely on the old approach. So I think this would be the best approach if you are considering shifting from the annual audit plan to the new methodology. That's my key takeaway from this podcast. Jasim, your closing remarks? Absolutely. I cannot uh, agree with Abbas uh, most uh, because uh, it's, it's usually how we do it rather than what we do. And once we decide, but for that, first we need to decide what we need to do. So probably uh, the, the summarized uh, version of this podcast would be that Abbas also tends to agree that we need to move away from uh, from an annual audit, audit plan to a more fluid or, or a more flexible uh, way of doing audits or conducting audits. So, and if that is the case, and I agree with Abbas that uh, it has to be done the right way. So if we have decided, if we have to move away, it has to be done the right way. So usually as auditors, we point that out to other people as well that, okay, you the data migration is not correct or, or your cutoff was not correct. You shouldn't have done a, uh, an abrupt system change. So for us as well, it applies the same thing. So from moving away from an annual audit plan to an audit plan where it's more flexible or, or where, where the audits are conducted in a, in a more agile manner, we need to come up with a strategy and then take that uh, take the strategy forward. And probably uh, if we had to do this podcast two years later, uh, the outcome would be completely different. Either I'll be convinced or probably the past would be convinced that, okay, whatever we are doing is correct. So it's, it's again, in the interest of the time that uh, we need to see what we plan today and how do we approach that. And then probably look back to see whether whatever we have decided or what we have done is correct or not. So that's, that's my take on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen, for the thought-provoking discussion. Is it a 6 plus 6 annual audit plan? Is it a 3 plus 9 audit plan? You have to take it into consideration. Regulator expectations, like Abbas mentioned, it's tied to KPIs, possibly. And like Jasim mentioned, each organization, each industry has a different risk profile. So great points from both of you, as usual. I will let the audience decide. Thank you so much again for joining the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much.